What up, creatures from cyberspace? John here with another Grave Talk Quickie. And if you listen to the podcast at all, you know I am pretty much obsessed with exorcism and demonic possession movies. Good ones, great ones, and particularly the kind that you buy at like the dollar store or you find really far in the Tubi listings. I've pretty much seen them all, and I thought I'd share some of my favorite exorcism or demonic possession movies with y'all. These are all very spooky and enjoyable. Yeah, some are pretty scary. And I'm going to say that the list is in no particular order. So this doesn't mean that number one is necessarily better than number seven. But I guess in this case it, it is. But it's not intentional. The list is not a ranked list. It's just some of my favorite films. So let's dive in and start with the obvious entry, the granddaddy of modern demonic possession films, 1973's The Exorcist. It was directed by William Friedkin and it's based on William Peter Blatty's novel. And this movie is the demonic possession film. All the cliches and motifs and beats that movies have used in the you know, last 50 years have probably originated from this movie but it still absolutely holds up. If you haven't seen The Exorcist somehow, or if you haven't watched it in a long time, go give it a rewatch. It is spectacular. It does a really great job of building that tension. I mean, the, the actors and actresses are all tremendous. And I mean, there's, there's a reason that this film is a classic film, a staple of the horror genre. So if you're only watching one demonic possession film, you can't go wrong by picking The Exorcist. The power of Christ compels you! The power of Christ compels you! Continuing in this universe, uh, my next suggestion is 1993's The Exorcist 3. Uh, this one's written and directed by William Peter Blatty, and it's set 17 years after the events of the first Exorcist. Notably, it ignores anything that happens in The Exorcist 2. Great. Don't watch The Exorcist 2. You can just watch The Exorcist and The Exorcist 3 and have a, an excellent uh, double feature. It follows Detective William Kinderman and it unpacks sort of a series of demonic murders that start to occur and tie back to the first movie. It's a very different tone and pace to The Exorcist and to most demonic possession films, but it is really, really good. And if you want more details on that, we did do an episode on The Exorcist 3, so I'd recommend you give that a listen. I think that was a, that was a fun one. Is the torment of your friend, Father Karras, as he watches while I rip and cut and mutilate the innocent, his friends, and again, and again, and on and on. Next up is 2010's The Last Exorcism. It's directed by Daniel Stamm, and it follows a minister, played by Patrick Fabian, who is sort of disillusioned and it's very burnt out doing all these exorcisms and he agreed to have a documentary be made about him and his practice with the idea of showing that it was all baloney he was just faking and that none of this was true obviously things sort of take a left turn and this movie is excellent. I'm a huge fan of it. I really, really dig the ending. It's it's so different. I, once again, I mean, the cast does, does a great job. 
for a film that was made on an $11.6 million budget, it really does amazing things and has a number of great scares. And you really feel for the person who ends up being possessed. The frame story, all right, a little bit cliche. We get it. The burnt out priest, the priest who lost his faith. Still not too bad here. And Patrick Fabian does an okay job. For a modern demonic possession film, I would highly recommend this one. In a similar vein is the subject of a previous quickie and a previous full episode, 2005's The Exorcism of Emily Rose. This one was written and directed by Scott Derrickson, and it is a take on the Annalise Michaels events and follows the court case of a priest who's accused of negligent homicide after Emily Rose died during an exorcism he was performing. This is uh, this holds a special place in my heart. It's sort of a crossover between legal thrillers, which I love. Uh, I'm a huge John Grisham fan, and demonic possession films, which I also love. It's you know it's not the scariest of these films. In fact, it's probably the least scary. But it's an interesting take on the genre, and it, it does new things in a genre that has been mined so heavily as demonic possession. It's great to see a movie sort of do a 180 and come at it from a different perspective. I would say this is a great one to watch with like non-horror fans or someone who is just getting into the horror genre. Like I said, it's not too scary, but it can be, it has some tension, and it's just a really thrilling watch. The next one, kind of on the fence about if it qualifies, but with the ending scene, I think it, it just makes it over the line, and that's gonna be 2013's The Conjuring. This is directed by James Wan, and for those who have somehow never heard of The Conjuring, this is the film that started an expansive cinematic universe. It's like the MCU of horror films, and we are introduced to the Warrens, played by Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson, who do just aces, top-notch work in this film. You really buy into their portrayal of these otherwise, and in real life, not great people. But this version of them, you really come to, to bond with a little bit. And they're trying to help a family who believes that their farmhouse is haunted. This is another film that countless words have been said about, so I'm not going to dive too deep into. And we've done episodes on many of the Conjuring films, so you know, feel free to look into our back catalog and, and hear our thoughts on those. I mean, obviously, it's a great film. Some parts are legit scary, and it straddles that line between a haunting and possession film. But there's a reason this movie spawned a huge franchise. It's a great background movie if you've seen it before. I really have watched this movie multiple times and I don't find it that it ever gets old. And if you haven't seen it somehow, you really owe yourself to go track down The Conjuring and give it a watch. Understand this, we are now fighting for her soul. In the name of Jesus Christ, the saints and all the angels, I command you to reveal yourself. Next is 2014's Deliver Us From Evil, and this one's by Scott Derrickson again. This is his second entry on the list, and it follows Ralph Sachi. He's played by Eric Bana as he investigates a series of violent crimes and murders that he comes to believe are linked to demonic possession. 
If the exorcism of Emily Rose is a demonic possession movie crossed with a legal thriller, this is demonic possession movie crossed with a cop movie, like NYPD Blue or whatever. Also, a new take on it. This is probably the weakest film on the list, if I'm being honest. But what I appreciate about it is that, like The Exorcism of Emily Rose, it's just coming at this genre from a different angle. And even as the weakest in this list, it's actually still a pretty good movie. Scott Derrickson has gone on to direct some great films, uh, Sinister, Sinister 2, Doctor Strange, The Black Phone. Well, The Black Phone, people are torn on. But the point is, the guy knows how to make movies. He's a great director. Eric Bana is a great actor. And the rest of the cast holds their own. We have Olivia Munn and Edgar Ramirez. So two more top-notch co-stars. Not going to say this movie is going to blow you away. But if you've seen most other demonic possession films, including ones on this list, but you haven't seen this one, you're not going to not enjoy it. I think you'll find some great scenes. And like I've said multiple times now, sort of coming at this genre from a very oblique angle, which I appreciate. Last and certainly not least is 2019's The Cleansing Hour. This one is probably one of my favorite recent demonic possession movies probably one of my favorite that have come out in the last five or ten years it's really just a roller coaster from start to finish so it's directed and written by damien levesque it's based on a short film with the same name and it follows a sham priest who runs this streaming service essentially this show that airs on like a twitch knockoff called the cleansing hour where he performs these very staged and fake exorcisms and this show is tremendously popular but hasn't quite broken into the mainstream doesn't get the views and and maybe it's you know it's losing interest but they're putting in their work and trying to sort of build up and, and get more effects and yada 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 you get the point this time though he comes face to face with an actual demon the special effects are pretty solid especially considering this is a pretty low budget movie the acting is better than i expected uh, I saw it on Shudder, and you know these Shudder originals can be kind of hit or miss. This one, definitely a hit. Exceeded all my expectations. It's scary. It's gory. It's, like I said, it's a roller coaster. You don't really expect the ending. Highly recommend this one. If you have not seen The Cleansing Hour, track it down. Give it a watch. The short film is okay, but you're not missing anything if you don't see that first. Just just jump into the feature-length film and enjoy the ride. So there you have it. Those are some of my favorite demonic possession films. What do you think of them? Did I miss one that you would put on on your favorite list? Please let me know. I'm always on the lookout, especially if there are obscure ones, ones from other countries besides the United States. Let us know. You can reach me through the Grave Talk Twitter, email, Instagram, all of our socials. Slide into my DMs. I would love to know and talk more about demonic possessions with y'all. So until next time.